0: everybody welcome back to the podcast with me alicia and graham today we're going to be talking about uh, our trip to the idol jewelry last week and some other stuff that we just decided to talk about so we're going to go ahead and jump right into the podcast so first of all i guess we're going to talk about the idol jewelry that we went to which is a museum in indianapolis downtown indianapolis it is a native american and western museum i believe so yeah we're going to Talk about what we saw there and some of the collections that they had.
1: Um, The Outdoor had a members-only event, which we believe was probably intended as kind of a test run for when they, if if they open up to the general public. And it was, unfortunately, there weren't a whole whole lot of people there, which is kind of a downer because this is a a very nice collection.
0: There's never a lot of people at that museum.
1: That's true, which is unfortunate because it is a nice collection. It's not enormous, but it's uh, well-selected and it's got a pretty good spectrum. I do like how they have a rather large section focused on the history of the native tribes that were in Indiana, which makes a lot of sense since we're in Indiana. And it helps give some historical references that we don't don't often see because we often are focused on what was happening in the original 13 colonies.
0: So we were bored and then we saw that the Idol Jorg was open since we are members. And we decided to go check out some of the stuff that they had because they changed the what do they call the uh, actual art or exhibits? Hey, there you go. That's the
1: that's the, the Rotate exhibit. the exhibits.
0: They rotate the exhibits around, and this time they had, they actually had a quite a few different ones. Like in the main room, I'll say that it doesn't change. It usually has like the pictures and arts and all that type of stuff. And in the other like side kind of room, they had like quilts, which your mom would have really liked. And they were pretty cool. There's like not just Native American artists, but it was like different just types of quilts and I think that's like a rotational thing and upstairs there's like a permanent exhibit of just like uh the history and I was watching a video I actually think they changed it last time it was like on uh, basket weaving and this time it was like on I think pottery just trying to keep that in like the native type of feel they would have passed it down from generation to generation so but that really didn't change much
1: yeah uh, their two rotations were the quilts that you mentioned and then also statues by michael narejo um who was blinded at age 22 by hand grenade in vietnam and now does sculpture and what's interesting about it is it's sculpture that's intended to be touched they had a nice video showing how he creates it and he only really fully uses his left hand his right hand was also damaged by the blast so you get to see him building and creating these things out of clay and then they're cast in bronze and it's what i find fascinating having worked with clay a fair amount is how large the things he's able to make using only touch just because you know when you look at something you can take in a large expanse of space taking a lot of detail so it's i won't say easier because i've I've never been blind but it, it seems to me that it'd be Simpler to construct a large thing like there's a beautiful flying bird. He grew. and
0: and you can touch them.
1: That was that was and you're actually supposed to touch them. They are designed to be touched.
0: Yeah, I read the sign wrong. I was like, oh, I, I don't want to touch them. Like, oh it, like you you think you go into a museum and you're not supposed to like touch the stuff? And I read the sign like, like you know, it was, it was kind of form like do not touch. So I was like, oh, I better not touch them. So I watched the little video about it, and then you told me that we could touch them. I was like, damn it.
1: Well, it was kind of weird to touch them too, though, because with uh, COVID nineteen around, you're always cautious about touching things in public spaces. So I did touch some of them, and it was it was very. I mean, doing it with your eyes closed was a very um, engaging experience and very um, really different from looking at it. Um, then I washed my hands like crazy after that, so that was a little yeah, odd. Better. Yeah, you better. Yeah, they and that was that was a good collection. I'm glad they brought that in, um, and it is it's worth. I was going to say it's worth seeing, but it's really it's worth it's worth touching. Not that they are unattractive, but the uh, texture carries a lot more weight with those than others because, well, I mean, man has, you know, hands all over. him.
0: Yeah, that was a pretty cool like exhibit. Some of the stuff we've seen before, we just basically wanted to get out of the house. That's why we went and we're like, well, it's members only. And I was like, there's probably not gonna be that many people there. There was like a total of like maybe like under 10 people, like eight people, including like workers, which there was like four. So there's like a total of two or three other people that weren't us. So that was actually kind of nice because uh, we got pretty much the whole place to ourselves. And we just kind of browsed around. I wanted to get what is the the blankets? I saw the blankets like a
1: Pendleton blankets.
0: Yeah, I wanted to get a Pendleton blanket and I didn't know how expensive they were. And I thought I'm pretty sure you knew how much, how expensive they were. I was like, oh, I want to get one. And I was like, oh, here they are. I went to like the little gift shop. I was like, it's probably going to be expensive. But I was like, I probably won't be that bad. I'll get them blankets. It like was like two hundred dollars. Like, nope. I walk straight out of there. And he's like, "Oh, can I help you with this?" I was like, nope. I'm good. Bye. <laughs> it's like these things are so expensive.
1: Yeah, mom. When she has a chance, she likes to go to the Pendleton Outlet Store. So I was already aware of how much these cost. And she's and outlet store she was going to is one that is actually an outlet store. So it's you know damaged and it's manufactured types of things. But they, I mean, there's a reason they're two hundred dollars. They're well made. They're durable and they're expensive.
0: Yeah, they were nice, but I was like, $200! <laughs>
1: they are they're not cheap, but they are nice. Um, I wanted to talk about the quilts, which was kind of a big thing for me, because my mother is a quilter, and my one of my grandmothers is also big into more fiber arts, as they, as it's called, a lot more with costume and things like that, rather than quilting. But a fair amount of quilting as well, and they had a very extensive collection aimed around women's stories, um, which makes sense. Quilts are often created by women, and they had a good. And they had a lot of both memorial and then used kind of blankets. You know, they had the ones where they were a church group made it for the pastor when he was leaving. They also had some pretty well. The one that the first one you see. So, to the right, there's one that was made as a memorial for a daughter uh, who was a barrel rider. And then to the left is from the Postum War relocation camp in Yuma, Arizona, which was one of the ones where the Japanese Americans were interred during World War II. And that was a strong way to make a, a statement that you are going to show something relevant with this because it was made by a squares, were made by a fourth grade class, and the teacher. Actually, turned it into a quilt. I was just kind of just odd to see the names because you had oh, Louis, Akira, and then Jimmy. A fortunate phase in our history, which in some ways a lot of the Idle Drag collection is because it's focused on Native Americans, but that was that was neat to see just that sort of um, work being done. Sakuhurada was her name. They also had stuff on the Gold Rush, the Oregon Trail. I thought. One of the more interesting ones was it's called a Hmong story cloth. And the Hmong were a mountain group of people that sided with the United States during the Vietnam War and then were targeted for their support of the United States after we left. So a large number of Hmong, but as refugees. And actually, there's quite a few in the United States now or their descendants. That's what the Camino, right? Clinton Eastwood movie.
0: I don't know. You can tell who read these, though. I was just looking at the quilts. He reads like every single little like placard about like the things that we're looking at
1: i also wanted to highlight the ones that i thought people should pay some additional attention to so there
0: aren't the quilts leaving probably like at the end of the month which is like soon i'm not sure yeah i think they are I, actually i don't know either I, everything's like delayed right now so but i know the statues aren't they leaving like the end of the month
1: i believe so i think one of us should probably look on the internet
0: no we talked about i can't find anything like it doesn't have any of the stuff i'm actually looking online on the website and it just has like the sculpture guy and it doesn't say anything about like when is it leaving but i think you said there was like leaving at the end of the month
1: i don't know how corona is going to change it because that was one of the things that's a downer is that the idol drawer also makes an effective effort to have artists and people there to help or they just have you look at artifacts doesn't work when there's coronavirus everywhere and everyone's getting sick so that was clamped down oh do you want to talk about the black panther
0: quilt they had a black panther quilt i actually read like listen to you can do like the little qr code it was basically a woman just made a quilt with like the black panther like the slogans and everything about it and like their points of like uh what their rules or laws were so i thought that was pretty cool i
1: think it was their goals because i remember one of them was something like free school lunches um 10 points
0: yeah, that was like their point.
1: You said rules and that, that thing.
0: Okay, not rules, but the points that they wanted to do, like free to school lunches for like kids and everything, just like to serve their community. That's what it was.
1: I'm just saying, I mean that's what the Panthers were about, although as the thing points out, they got a lot more attention for their policies of people in their communities as a response to violent crime and police aggression. But that one was um by rosita thomas i did not write down who actually machine quilted that but the artist was rosita thomas who herself was a member of the black panthers
0: yeah she left after a while but she was in the in the panther party so i can't really think of anything else that because like i said there was a lot of stuff that was the same we came when we go in last like after that coles game uh, like the stuff didn't change really that much so but the sculptures were kind of cool uh, i like that one It was like in a nice white room. So that was cool.
1: Yeah, they. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) We're uh, still working on making our audio work properly. So Felicia's building boxes around her microphone and covering up and everything.
0: I'm trying to stop the echo that we're having. So I think it's working. Um,
1: Oh, and then another one that I thought was. It has kind of fallen away, but was still relevant. Is a woman did a, a Catherine Clark did a I believe it was just called Albuquerque Foreclosure, which was a built map of the city with holes cut out of it where homes had been closed. I'm not sure what scale it was, if it was just a neighborhood or not, but it was very, um, very effective and very, very telling. And they also said, you know, stuff like the. Reference Union quilts and the fundraising ones for World War One and all those sorts of things. I think it was interesting, and I'm, you know, we even had one by Susan Hudson comparing the Native American boarding schools with the migrant children camps that have kind of faded into the background as uh, everyone's dying of COVID nineteen.
0: What? Not every, no? What are you talking about?
1: Okay, not everyone. Enough people. Quite a few people. Oh,
0: okay, okay. What? <laughs> i gotta just space out for a minute and i heard just people dying of covid everyone dying of covid I'm like what what is everybody dying of the rona now
1: oh and i did want to mention we of course found you at the october suite of the grand canyon which is a massive canyons.
0: oh i love that one it's so cool. like my favorite one in that room it takes up like a whole wall i was like if i can buy it it's probably like a million dollars Probably like priceless, but it's so cool. It's just so big. It's a enormous painting
1: by Wilson Hurley that it, it, you can reliably find Felicia in front of it whenever we go
0: there. Yeah, I was just sitting in front of it. I was like, "Oh, this is nice." They have like another smaller looking one that's pretty cool, but I like the just the bigness of it. Like, if I could put it in our house, I don't know where we'd put it like that. So it'd be together. <laughs> we don't have room big enough for that because this, like, this thing is massive.
1: One thing, it's on walls taller than the walls in our house. So that's a problem. This is true. That's a nice one. And that that does, I know you want to go to the Grand Canyon sometimes. It does really capture the grandeur and the size of the canyon.
0: Does it? Does it capture? Yes. You've been there probably. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All I see is the pictures and what I see online.
1: You're looking at me like, like you're confused. And yes. No I'm, no, I'm just
0: looking at you.
1: I know that look. That's a, hmm, that's a, you don't believe me look.
0: Let's give you side eyes. There go. Side, I'm giving him side eyes, guys. Our dog's giving him side eyes, too. Good. Good dog.
1: Dog's asleep.
0: I'm giving you side eyes.
1: All right. He's good. nobody, no eyes at all. all right. Corgi segment. I thought you were going to complain about the Corgi segment.
0: I don't know why you want to keep this on the podcast because he doesn't do anything like he's just sitting here now we take his collar off over record because he's he likes to be in here with us because you know we're his people but all he does is like get up lay down sleep like i don't know how long he can sleep like this dog is just sleeping all the time i don't understand like he should be awake right now
1: saving his energy for the next nap Anyways, the update I had was talking about fur between his pads, which you like to tell me to cut.
0: Oh, yeah. You like to leave the fur between his pads so he can slide on the floors that we have. Oh,
1: it's so funny. He's like a real-life cartoon character. When he tries to start running from standstill on the linoleum, That does the little spin-up before he gets going because of the fur there, which is there for an important reason. So that is why I do not cut. What is the important reason? It protects his pads from uh, the sharp ground. and
0: mm-hmm. A likely excuse. You just want to see him slip and fall when he runs too fast. Our feet slides around a corner.
1: Well, yeah, that's why I keep them on him. But that they actually have a, a legitimate purpose. You'll see some animal.
0: Girl, keep telling yourself that.
1: I don't deny that one
0: of the reasons I keep it is because he's so Looking at the fur right now. Yeah, I know. It's great. Uh, anyway, this is... I want to get a dog with longer legs that is my goal whenever boeing i'm not saying that i want him to go but he is up there i want to get a like a lab a fun dog because he doesn't play fetch he doesn't do anything
1: that's not because he's a, a corgi that's because he was born old and is super lazy it doesn't have anything to do with his breed i've had a corgi who loved it who loved to ch- chase balls
0: but also he sheds so much <laughs> just so i'm looking at my carpet right now it's just like a little layer of him on my floor right now and I vacuum all the time.
1: It's not that bad. There's some fr- oh
0: my god yes it is.
1: And it's noticeable because you insisted on having a black carpet.
0: I don't know if y'all can hear that but it's like lightning outside <laughs> I think it's about to start just pouring down. I wonder if it picked it up because it, it sounds like it's about to just start <sighs> just rain everywhere I would do it. It was like super hot today like I was at practice today In the past couple days, like this week, the weeks before that, it was nice. Like, it was a nice, cool breeze. Like, the wind was blowing. It wasn't, like, humid or hot. Like, we practiced at, like, 7 in the morning. So, it still gets hot then. I walked outside the day. Like, my glasses fogged up. And I put my sunglasses on. It was just really sticky the past couple days. Like, it was supposed to be, like, it was, like, 90-something yesterday. I think.
1: Too damn hot. That's how it was.
0: Yeah, but it was, like, so hot. At, like, 6.30. It's when i have like started warming up and get all my stuff together, just kind of chill out before practice. And I was just so just sticky. I felt so gross. I'm like, oh, this is the part of like summer. I hate just the humidity it sucks so bad. I'm like, it's seven in the morning. It shouldn't be like this muggy. And it like rains at night. So it makes it even worse. It's just so steamy.
1: And yet for some reason, you don't want to live in the desert where you don't have any sort of
0: humidity problems. It's a desert. It's probably hot there, too.
1: In Albuquerque, and it wasn't hot because it's at a gajillion thousand feet. So is Phoenix. It was also
0: February. Yeah, Yeah, it was February, so it was fine.
1: The only thing that makes a desert a desert is the amount of precipitation, it gets. correct? (laughs)
0: Literally,
1: that's the only thing that makes a desert a desert is it doesn't rain there. Or rain or snow or hail or anything else because it is precipitation in general why large parts of antarctica are deserts
0: all right you done being a nerd Third time there
1: being a nerd i'm just staying facts,
0: just staying facts. it's still hot and it's probably gonna be hot for like it's supposed to be like 90 in the next like five days fourth of july is coming up which eh, i celebrated juneteenth this year so and probably for the foreseeable future I'm just we're just going up to Naperville for his parents like we're getting out of town because I'm getting stuck tired of being stuck in in Indiana right now
1: you have one major change that that was the library was sort of open
0: oh yeah that's true we finally the the library was a uh, like you said sort of open like it's I actually changed it around it looks really nice in there like it's a pretty big library so
1: I believe it was a sears or something department store at one point but yes it's a pretty large space and they were in the middle of a renovation update sort of thing when COVID 19 um and apparently their furniture still on back order which is one of the reasons they haven't opened up all the-
0: um i think another reason is because they don't want all those people in there like that's like in the town it's like well especially in like big cities i'm pretty sure that's where people go and like get use a computer they can use a restroom and uh they can like get internet access like the homeless people or just people who don't have internet access like they haven't like the internet set up at our library for like outside in the parking lot you can use it
1: and they actually have signs all over the place indicating that you can get free wi-fi from your car in the relevant parking lots fortunately you don't need to use that but i know there are people who depend on their public libraries to give them access to the internet for people who are used to being on the internet 24 7 with cell phones that's kind of, kind of baffling
0: yeah, that thought that was pretty cool. But we went in there, and, you know, they have, like, you only go in one way and go out the other way. That's the user protocol at this point. Now, if you don't know, you haven't been to the store since this happened. So we went in there, and, you know, we had our mask on and everything, and we uh, went into the library, and, like, they have spots where, you know, you guess and six feet in there. The, the librarians, I guess, they'll go get the books for you now. So Graham made the, the librarian get, like, 50 million books.
1: I did not. I was I realized a little unfair because I wanted I had thought I'd be able to go and just wander the stacks like I an normal do that. Noop. Uh, the only book I could think of was a random walk down Wall Street which I had returned and not quite finished. So I asked the librarian to get me that and then the books next to it on the shelf. I told her to get whatever she wanted, which I realized to her probably felt like a trap. Like I was going to Caused some kind of a stink because I mean she knew nothing about me. All she knew is I wanted one investing book. Um, she just grabbed me one on investing book, which I appreciated because I just wanted stuff to read. Felicia's getting on me about my book selection
0: because you, she had to go up there and get all those books for you. I just asked for two. Myself was on the first floor. Two of the Game of Thrones books again because I wanted to listen to them again because oh, I missed the show so much but um yeah i just got two of those the books on tape because it's nice to listen to in your car and i've been listening to podcasts a lot recently since i usually listen to npr <laughs> but um just because i have cool interesting stories don't call me a nerd It says very interesting stories but like after basically since rona hit it was just like basically just talking about coronavirus coronavirus this and i was like okay i can't like i don't even watch the news like my parents just feel me in like, oh, uh, it's supposed to be like a spike or whatever that is. But I was like, I can't listen to just basically. Uh, and it sucks, too, because people don't, you know, lost their jobs. Like, I don't want to listen to that. It's depressing. So I was like, I'll just listen to some podcasts and then I can get back to my audiobooks now.
1: Yeah. And that's. Um, I, I do need to put together a list of facts. But then again, she did give me a pretty significant stack to go through.
0: Yeah, she gave you a lot of books.
1: I mean, my directions were pretty simple. You just need to kind of pull stuff off the shelf.
0: Ma'am, please retrieve these books for me. Please grab any and all books that you can carry in your hands. That's what he said. Oh, I didn't. I didn't sound like that at all.
1: I was very polite.
0: Ma'am, please give me your books. I would like to browse the stacks. Any and everywhere. Let me touch everything.
1: (laughs) You're having
0: a good time over <laughs> there. Looking at oh, me like that. <laughs> man. <laughs> okay, I'm done.
1: Oh, she's still going.
0: Okay, I'm I'm done. Okay.
1: Go I ahead, Do man. like exploring stacks and just picking up books at random? It's it's fun.
0: I know you do. I usually just head straight to the like the uh books on tape i've listened to all the harry potters on tape which was uh, like ah they have such good voices that's what i really like about it they have a voice for every single person and i think the guy that does the game of thrones he's like he does like a hundred or something different voices like that's like his his thing on the uh back of the oh sorry <laughs> that's like sorry you can cut that part before then now nah, i can start recording here so like that's his thing uh, oh graham's looking it up who what's his name
1: according to this random thing on the internet oh it's from audible it's roy Dautrice, dotrice dotrice d o t r i c e
0: oh roy dotrice i
1: okay. i guess
0: okay so yes he does like all the different voices i think they're pretty cool like he's it keeps you entertained it keeps you entertained and it's it does a really good job With all the voices, especially with all the characters in Game of Thrones. If you haven't watched it, there's like 50 million different characters, and there's like side characters that are somewhat important. It's just a whole bunch of characters. Well, it's
1: even more true if you read the books, because there are even more characters in the books.
0: I know, there's a lot of characters. There's like a prequel, pre-prequel.
1: Part of it is for the TV story, they condensed some characters, and they eliminated a bunch, because they were comparatively minor. Um, But
0: they oh, want the cat to be super big. Yeah, I
1: mean, also narratively, it is it, it really necessary to introduce yet another wildling character We you can some of what they do onto.
0: Uh yes. uh, yes, yes, it is important.
1: But you're a Stark girl.
0: Yes, Arya Stark is a bad bitch. That is my girl right there. I love her. She's awesome. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the last season, a lot of people didn't like it. She kills the Night King, which I thought was awesome.
1: This is another case where I don't think a spoiler award is warranted with, with a massive multi-million dollar enterprise that shook the world. when it...
0: Uh, Yes, it is, because some people probably didn't watch it. Not everybody has HBO and could steal people's accounts. Duh. I didn't steal, by the way. My parents have HBO, so I got to use. I set up an account, so that's that's how I watch it. Not stealing, I actually. My parents paid for it. I just watched it and reaped the benefits.
1: But um, uh, uh, I do I do think it's interesting that your favorite character is the one who basically leaves everything.
0: What she went to go like the faceless man and all that stuff. She had, she had a rough journey, man. She was like the ugly kid and all that stuff. She was just like relentless. She she's awesome. She's pretty cool. And apparently, it was J R R Martin Tolkien whatever I should probably should say Tolkien <laughs> George R R Martin. Oh, okay. Okay, George R R Martin. Sorry, there's too many Rs and abbreviations and periods. George R R Martin is supposed to be apparently starting to write his book. I saw it on Twitter the other day. So, maybe it'll be written. Dude.
1: Easy to remember uh, George Railroad Martin cuz he likes to he seems to keep showing up in photos with railroad hats on. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> railroad. I never heard that one. That's kind of funny. I mean, he is a bigger guy. He's probably made so much money. He doesn't care what he wears. He's a writer anyway. They're supposed to be eccentric, right?
1: Hello, my eccentric.
0: Yes. I mean, look at Stephen King. He's, well, he was on cocaine, right? Also, he's eccentric too.
1: His eccentricity made the Dark Tower series uh, very good for a while. And then when he reached the point where uh, the editors lost any control of him, it spiraled downwards and crashed higher of very good.
0: But you didn't like it? You didn't watch the movie either?
1: What I heard about the movie made me completely disinterested in watching
0: What was it called again?
1: It was just called The Dark Tower.
0: Alright, let me look this up and see when it came out.
1: I do think for The Dark Tower, of course, with the claim that I didn't see it, is that I thought that having Idris Elba play Roland was a genius move because... Roland in the books is explicitly looks like Clint Eastwood. It's very there's it's it's very clear that is who you are supposed to envision. Of course, Wood by the time they started filming was far too old for the role.
0: Yeah, he was an old man.
1: I I mean I thought that was genius. Everything I heard about what they did with the storyline and everything else just made me very disinterested in watching it. In part because the story is built on the foundational three characters and they just kind of didn't
0: well it came out in 2017 i remember this they were they were marketing it everywhere and grossed 113 million on a 66 million dollar (laughs) budget but generally negative reviews people probably just went to go see like oh i've read this book wait what they could like eight books together i don't know why they did that they could have had a nice series they could have had like what how many books are in the, the thing
1: i believe eight there's a lot and um Besides the first one, they're all extremely thick. The first one is a reasonable novel length. The rest of them are very thick. Really, If you were going to do it, it needed a miniseries. Um, HBO-style miniseries, if you were going to do it, which would have been very interesting. It also would have been very expensive because you would have gone through a lot of sets.
0: Uh, well, I mean, with the HBO budget, you can make pretty much anything happen with that. So. But yeah, I remember this. It's just like... Uh was it the Lone Ranger? That movie did terribly. But I felt like they were marketing it for like years and then it's just like, oh, well, uh, it was bad. So don't, yeah, don't see it. It was, it was terrible. I think it, is it on Disney Plus? I don't know. I probably still won't watch it.
1: Yeah, the Lone Ranger was uh, an odd character to act for the modern era. Not did I ever really listen to the original radio dramas. I sort of know the cultural elements, that one painting, um, that was at the isle drawer temporarily of um they took a geronimo set and kind of uh, not excuse me a ranger set and restructured it with the main character is kind of interesting but you know that's that's all i know it for is he's a do-gooder in the west who also has for some reason a native american of no specific tribe uh, as far as i know no real background beyond just sort of following this great white man around
0: I didn't like my type of movie and apparently not anyone else's either so
1: your dad saw it because he's big into like The Rifleman
0: yeah he watches like old timey stuff like that like Gunsmoke The Rifleman something else I forgot what it is but that was made in what 2017 but I don't remember the last time my dad went to a movie (laughs) like he does not now he has Netflix and stuff he just sits there and he'll watch all that now
1: I've seen movies. I knew there was a reason I liked your dad.
0: Just because I like to go to the movies. Well, that's why I like your dad because we'll actually go to a movie. I don't know what the next time we'll be able to go to a movie theater is. Now AMC and all the theaters push back movie theaters, but granted, I probably wasn't, definitely probably wasn't going to go anyway because movie theaters are gross. <laughs> like There's just I don't know. It's like food in the seats and people probably digging up their noses and just uh, movie theater seats are not the cleanest and I don't understand there was a social distance in a movie theater. I was like, if one person costs, everybody's gonna be smelling that air. Breathing in that air, rather.
1: Movie, and movie theaters are already struggling with the cost of operations and everything else. I don't know how many of them are gonna survive this.
0: I don't know either. I wonder if I can get my money back on my AMC steps It's like twenty dollars. Or can it just roll over until next year? That'd be that'd be better. What was it supposed to come out? Mulan was supposed to come out. Uh, the Tenant movie, which I feel like they've been advertising forever. That's supposed to come out in, like, May or something like that, but Boulogne's supposed to come out in, like, March. Yeah, that got pushed back. So there's movies I want to go see, sort of, but they moved everything, like, to Disney Plus, like, Endgame's on there. All the live-action stuff, like, The Lion King, which, eh. I'll watch the original one, probably. (laughs) I didn't even watch the Aladdin one. I was like, okay, that's uh, I'm not watching this one. was like, I'll watch the cartoon.
1: Aladdin, another kind of odd character to dig up for the modern world.
0: I think everything's weird to dig up. They're just trying to remake stuff so they get money. That's the whole point of that.
1: I know, but there's plenty of other characters that don't have the sort of baggage that comes with Aladdin. And trying to do a Middle Eastern type of movie without really much understanding of the Middle East.
0: Well, at least they cast brown people and didn't cast white people. Look at Avatar. The last Airbender. of that movie was terrible. Remember what happened to that? You didn't see it. I went to go see it with Beeler. And we were like so excited. We're like, yeah, we're going to be going to be so pumped. And we after the movie theater, everybody's face was just like, what? Because it was after like the series had ended like maybe a year or two after that. So we're, you know, still on the hype train because it took a while to finish. And everybody was just like, "What? Where were the warriors of Key? What is this?" It was just like a big head scratch. Like this movie was terrible. I had one friend that liked the movie because I had a poster of it before, like in my dorm room. I was like, "I like the poster, but the movie was terrible." He's like, "What are you talking about? The movie was great." I was like, "Are you blind? The movie was terrible. It had nothing really to do with the story or anything. They were pronouncing their names wrong. It was terrible. An abomination."
1: Aren't they making it in? Aren't they making a miniseries or something with
0: it? Yes, Netflix is like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. They basically brought all of I think Nickelodeon's TV shows. are like, hey, Disney's doing their own thing. Why don't you, instead of setting up your own, give it to us? We'll we'll, t- we'll take it. So now Avatar is on Netflix again, which I was like, yes. I wish they put Legend of Core on there. That'd be kind of nice. But they uh, basically did that. I think they're trying to. St- do a live action thing like we'll do we'll do it right it's okay all right it's, it's okay m night we'll, we'll, we'll take it from here now we'll actually do it right and actually can make like a mini series which would probably work like what was it the uh the witcher that we really like we start watching on like new year's we finished it in like one day no no in, like a couple days
1: but you're also known as oh god we've got to try and catch this game of the throne you need bottle oh god oh god
0: I never played any of the witcher stuff i thought about getting the books right they're their books. I thought about seeing if they had them at the library, so. But yeah, I, I liked it. The Witcher was fun. You enjoyed it. It was a very magical, mysterious looking world and Superman or whatever the guy's name. Henry? Harry? Henry Cavill? Yeah, Henry Cavill. He doesn't really talk much. It's just most of the grunts and stuff, so it worked perfect.
1: Yeah, Pairing Henry Cavill with um, I don't remember the name of the arts actor worked very, very well.
0: Oh yeah, there was like remixes to the song. Ah, such a simpler time. Remember Tiger King? It feels like it was like thirty years ago, doesn't it? <laughs>
1: well, that's true. T- uh, from about 2016 on, has felt very much like a day at a time.
0: No, I'm talking about since quarantine. Remember Tiger King? I was watching it. We we're like, oh, this looks interesting. We're watching your dad's house, like back in. March? I think it came out. It was only like a couple months ago. And now it feels like that was like two years ago. It's ridiculous. We're probably going to be back in quarantine here pretty soon because it's rising again. It's it's rising. So, go start saving some stuff to watch. Or read. Mm, you can read. I'll, I'll watch TV.
1: Yeah, that's i guess i'll just read all of my investing books very exciting there nerd oh i mean i could talk about the book i just finished
0: nope nope i don't, I don't know what you finished it was Hellhawks.
1: it's a history I, don't have
0: the book to I guess you're gonna do it anyway so what? go ahead go ahead i guess you're gonna do it anyway you listen to me what i had to say after that so go ahead discuss your book
1: well, it was. Its title is Hellhawks The Untold Story of the American Flyers Who Savaged Hitler's Wehrmacht by Robert F. Doerr and Thomas D. Jones, which follows a two P 47 fighter squadrons during World War II, P 47s being a American fighter bomber aircraft. This group was more assigned to ground attack. so they had a very up close and personal view on the war very different than the kind of high flying stuff they talk about coming back with treats, chunks in the engine cowling and ground damage and at one point i believe it is a Wehrmacht soldier's arm comes back jammed in one of the airplanes uh does a very good job of talking about the you know it's it follows a specific squadron so it 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 does have a little bit of a does have a little bit of tendency to talk them up perhaps more than is appropriate but it's also understandable because you are checked into a book about two squadrons of and it i liked that it does more than just talk about the pilots the pilots are the focus which is appropriate because the focus of the squadron too was the pilots and their aircraft but it does talk about the ground crews how they had to operate in snow and rain on really poor quality fields to get these to keep these aircraft in the air and that was it was a it was a very unique look at a section of the war that's not often talked about because frankly ground attack is not it doesn't seem to be as glamorous for a lot of people as the high-flying jet uh, well they do talk a little bit about just the five flying and the duels in the air and everything else. This was um, much closer um, talking about, you know, viewing casualties and the, and a very immediate view on the amount of damage you were doing to ground targets and things like that. It's a, it's, I liked it. I think it's a good read. If you're interested in the European theater of operations or world war II in general, because it does, it does help give a more of a perspective on what combat can do to a person than others. I mean, it's no Johnny get your gun or any others, others books who are more focused on the, the psychological elements of warfare, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good read. It's a fun read and published uh 20, the paperback came out in 2010. So it yeah, worth getting.
0: Well, I want to talk about what's going on with our season. Um, if you don't know, I am a professional shop putter, I guess. Well, I probably laid off shop putter at this point because I don't know what's going on. But yeah, like I keep getting emails from I think it's the governing body, which is basically like, hey, we'll have town meetings about. I don't even know because I don't really read them. I just basically see it's like if it's not about anything about what's going on, like season wise, I was just like, it's whatever. Because I mean, no athlete is getting paid right now. That's what sucks about our sport is we get paid basically for going to meets, throwing, and if you place, you get money. And now it's just like, well, I hope you either save your money or have another job because you're not getting paid. And I think the Diamond League actually has meets scheduled, but for what I saw, like CNN or like whatever, Europe is basically like, no Americans, no, no, you, you can't come over here. And That's where we make our money is overseas. So who knows? As we're just kind of up in the air at this point. There was some dates floating around about nationals, but now with the levels spiking back up for the virus, we're just kind of in the limbo. And it's like, well, still training, still preparing for that, which is nice. Luckily, I have a place to throw and train. I have multiple gyms to live at now since they're back open. But it's just, it sucks because I want to I get back out there. And then it's like, you want to be safe because you don't want to be the sport that basically has a spike and everything because i know basketball is about to start up july 30th and there's still like players just now coming out testing positive and i was like oh my god like it's it's not good because i I feel like our season is going to rely on how that works because it's pretty easy i think to separate us because we're we're shot putters like throwing like stuff like that like long jumpers anybody that has to like land in a mat i think that might be a little iffy but um yeah what are you looking at? Keep going. But, yeah, so, but, yes, yeah, so, like, I think, like, that might be a little tricky, and then maybe the Sprinters, but they can probably do, like, every other lane. I think that would work out, but uh, they're probably trying to turn the wheels and figure out what's going on, because the Olympics are already postponed. Hopefully, I'm crossing my fingers that they do not get canceled. Hopefully, there is, like, a vaccine out that works for the majority of people. So we can get that out. I know the scientists are working on it, night and day, probably trying to fix this, but it's going to take time. Probably not going to come out this year. So, yeah, I just hope that they do not cancel the Olympics. So I'm like, oh, my God. That's like five years of work at this point now going into this. So, yeah. like I, I had people ask me, like, well, you know what's going on? I was like, nope. I know as much as you do. Like, until something happens, I think it's going to rely on, like, football. Because that's like a big moneymaker. I know NBA, they're supposed to be done by now, so they're trying to restart that. But football is like the big thing here, at least in America. So if they don't go or if they don't figure something out or if they get sick, I think it's going to be a no-go for us, at least for the rest of the season. Maybe overseas, but you'll probably have to be quarantined, I'm assuming. Maybe. I don't know. Just speculating. Throwing stuff out there. But I'm still training, which luckily my coach is there, so I can still get my work done. Got my lift. It's our new cycle this week, so pretty pumped about that. So yeah, that's that's basically what's going on in the track world. We we don't know what's going on. Hopefully, maybe the Nationals, but I'm not holding my breath at this point. But I'm still training like there is going to be one, so yeah, that's that's the big news at least with that.
1: One of the things I think that has been said it has been present is no one wants to be stuck with the label of the country that gave the virus um, Spanish flu, one of the most destructive ones in the world, didn't have anything to do with Spain. It just got famous because Spain, not being in World War One, was willing to actually publish their proper casualty figures. It seemed like Spain was being hit hard, when they weren't. Legionnaires' disease, the American Legion. I mean, they've given their name to the. I mean, it's the bacteria there is Legionella because it it achieved notoriety because it broke out at a legion convention. So e- I think everybody, even if they're not fully cognizant of it is aware that it could go from being COVID-19 to your virus. It's what president Trump t- tried to to do by calling it China virus, trying to uh, make somehow give it a name that makes it somebody's fault as if somebody out there wants people to be dying of COVID-19.
0: Yeah, people at this point just want sports back. Cause I see like ESPN Sports, they're like that's their job is to report on news. Even though if they like the news cycle, like for them, it's like a game plays. They talk about every single thing like that happened in that game. Like, oh, Kevin Durant like uh, wore a hat or something. And I was like, what? What did the hat say? Like it, it's just repetitive. Like some of the shows. But now that there's nothing, they're just like scraping like I feel like the bottom of the barrel. What some people would think. Like they're posting like slap fights on on like sports centers like instagram and like they're showing cornhole which i mean it's fine by me it's better than nothing Cornhole's better than nothing but like the slap fights is like uh, what <laughs> like what is going on here like uh, they're they're really trying to scrape to find like some sports so i i think if like the nba when they're supposed to start back it's supposed to be on espn i'm pretty sure that'll be like the highest rated thing on tv for the longest time since that like i mean soccer started back up but apparently people don't care about that <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I mean, sports, it's going to be be rough because, I don't want to say most sports, but a lot of sports, even if they're not technically contact sports, involve a lot of looseness between people. Obviously, football, people literally run into each other, a lot of contact there. But even basketball, which is not considered a contact sport, lots, as you know, lots of touching.
0: Wow, there's a million, like, touchings like high five well i don't know if people will be doing that but like you're just guarding somebody you're always in contact You're, you're like within like inches or like a foot of people like when you're guarding them so i don't understand like they're supposed to be in a bubble in like the disney orlando suite so they're gonna have their own hotels and they're all gonna have like like you can't leave pretty much if you leave you have to be like quarantined or if they find out you're sick they'll get you out of there stop it from spreading but Yeah, let's see how that. I think I think that's going to be the first like pre-test to see how this works because I don't see how football is going to do it because there's there's like a million guys on the sideline standing near each other. You can't space them out six feet because there's like what fifty two guys on a roster with coaches, assistant coaches. You have a doctor. There's just so many people on that sideline. Even without the fans, they're just on that sideline on that field. There's like a million people on there,
1: and the team's so large it's hard to make a self-contained bubble like you can do with the basketball team
0: yeah like i don't see how that would work like i mean you have to play in like a certain like orlando they're just playing in one spot like they're not traveling they're not leaving in football like they have to travel i mean because people probably can play like oh we're just playing in like seattle all the time or something like in florida like they have to like travel but I don't know. I don't think you can just like, all right, everybody's going to stay here, all the teams. Like there's a lot of guys, like 32 football teams, 52 guys a piece plus the people that are like on the sidelines, it's just a lot.
1: I mean, your basic number is 580 players. Yeah,
0: that's Oh man. At like
1: 580. I actually met 480. So I know how multiplication works. <laughs>
0: nerd so yeah i think like this will be like a little test run i know there's like some countries are started their soccer like the premier football league but like people already got like virus the the rona as i like to call it they already got the rona
1: or lady rona
0: i like to call it the rona they already got the rona so they basically had to shut that down like one person got in there like well we don't know who else who they've been in contact with and then that's basically cut it out Uh, like I already know there's not gonna be any fans and I was like, Well, how does the USATF gonna make money? (laughs) That's how we make our money is like people buying tickets. Like it's not like track isn't the most popular of it, especially like throwing. People don't want to just sit there like the only time people will sit there and watch is like one during the Olympics and during like the Olympic trials. I think that's when people pay attention the most.
1: That's true for just about any sport. I pay attention.
0: Uh, That's because we're married, you have to.
1: I pay a great deal of attention i take notes and i take pictures and i take video i do all kinds of stuff
0: yeah but anyway that's how track we make our money is basically sponsorships and track meets is how we make our money so yeah that's i i don't know what what how is it going to work Cause they keep saying like anybody's not getting paid. I was like, I thought we could go on like unemployment. I was like, technically we're unemployed. We don't have like a union, so that's our downfall. Is right there. We just we don't have anything to protect us. So it's so whatever at this point, you know. Luckily, I have a husband that works, and I got some little side hustles, you know, working that census. <laughs> so that's why I'm going to be doing it. Plus, it'll get me out of the house, cause. I mean, just going, basically, what I'm doing every day is waking up, going to the track, going to the gym, coming back home. Like, nothing really in between. Like, I don't really go to the store, don't really hang out with any of my friends. Like, we text and stuff. But, you know, still trying to keep that social distancing thing.
1: Yeah, we can't eat. I, I kind of want to do a cookout for your Indiana, for your Indianapolis friends, and we can't really do that.
0: I've seen some people, like, just said, screw it. Like, woo, it's hot outside. We screw it. Screw this. Like, it's, it's Memorial Day. Woo! I'm like, uh the rona lady rona as Graham likes to call it is still out there and she will get you (laughs) okay okay maybe she won't get you but i mean like let's let's be smart here people i know it's hot and we're supposed to be quote unquote you know you know the flu doesn't happen in the summertime but rona's still out here like she she being a bad bitch she out here still
1: yeah i'm i i do not want to Say who we know that's potentially been exposed, but we know two different people who may have been exposed to the virus, and now not only are we worried about them and their health, we're also then worried about admission. Um, for them, are people who deal with Felicia, so now I'm still here going, Well, does my wife have this potentially fatal disease out of nowhere? I, I just don't, no. you know, it's just it's wearing, and i i I am so thankful that we have not had. Oh, so of so your family has, has gotten it, but it's been far COVID 19 has not touched us directly.
0: Yeah, they basically like my uncle and my aunt basically got sick. But luckily, you know, my uncle was a little bit worse. He had to be on oxygen, but he's a lot better now. You know, he's probably back at work at this point because that's over like a month or two ago. I think so. They're actually better now, which is great. I sent him a text. I was like, hope you're doing. Better. He's like, yep, feeling great. So I was like, yes. So that's good. So yeah, Lady Rona is uh, out here trying to stop everything. Hopefully, she won't stop everything. Because <laughs> I would like to have like, I know sports is probably like the farthest thing, especially with everything else going on in the world. But it helps keep things sane. <laughs> like sports brings people together. I know some people are like, oh, it's whatever. Like people who don't even watch football watch the Super Bowl. That's that's what it is. Sports brings people together, and that's why I like sports. I like coaching. I like teaching it. I just like spreading the knowledge that I have in like sports. So that's why I'm an athlete.
1: yeah, and, uh, and she is available for interviews. If you need uh, interviews, oh my she's she's excellent.
0: Oh my God this is, no, 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 what
1: Oh uh, yeah, no, Felicia's a good at good at interviews,
0: oh my God. okay. I'll tell you this story. I was coaching at a track meet. It was basically the last track meet of the year. It was indoor national, not indoor nationals, actually indoor um, conference. And I was just sitting there minding my own business. You know, I, I basically finished up with all my athletes and I was like, okay, we can probably go at this point. I don't really need to be here for anything. My athletes are done and they didn't do too bad. Better than expected. But there was like some like radio, like live streaming it, I guess online. And Graham's like, Oh, I called him. I was like, "Where are you at?" He's like, "Oh, I'm upstairs. uh Come upstairs real quick. We we gonna do an interview." I was like, "Wait, what?" I was basically thrown off, and I knew it was terrible because I could hear myself in the headphones, and I was like listening to myself like back, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I didn't even remember what the guy asked me. I felt like it was terrible, but it was all Graham's fault because he made me do it. I was just in coaching mode, just trying to, you know track tracking by athletes, make sure they weren't doing anything stupid, make sure they were just chilling, like, relaxing, getting ready to ride on the bus. And he's like, oh, hey, uh, this interview.
1: I believe it was the Indiana Sports Radio Network, which uh, focuses largely on high school activities. But they also um, covering, I believe it was conference, wasn't it?
0: Yes, I said indoor conference.
1: I'm sorry. I am completely unrepentant, by the way. I'll keep doing that.
0: I just won't do it. I'll start. Hey, like, hey, you got to pay me i know that ain't gonna happen
1: <laughs> all right well we've come to the end of our episode so if you'd like to close us out here felicia
0: i guess so. unless you want to talk about corgi some more
1: i'll talk about corgi some more i'll talk plenty about corgi's wonderful they're wonderful yeah. little all
0: right so we reached the end of the podcast hope you guys enjoyed it if you want to send us an email we'll read it on on the podcast hope you guys will send us something but if you do you can send you can send it to damnyourtallpod at gmail.com. That is d a m n y o u d-a-m-n-y-o-u-r-e-t-a-l-p-o-d at gmail.com. Once again, d a m m m n y o u r e t a l l p o d at gmail.com. And we'll hopefully read it on on there. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, it is beefyj247. There's a underscore in between the E and the F. Um, Graham doesn't do social media really so but he does have an instagram it is graham mildrum i think all one all one one word so yeah that's that's in the podcast hope you guys enjoyed it and if this comes out so yeah go ahead and send us some stuff and we'll catch you on the next podcast catch you guys later